Hello and welcome to the Children in Book podcast. It's the first official episode and I'm happy that Lubina and Rachel are with me. Today we're going to talk about the process of getting a uh, publisher or getting a writer. And I'm happy that Rachel is with us and helping us with the whole language and <laughs> developing process. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. It's um, it's great to be involved in this and so interesting to hear about um, how the stories come about for Labina and just the, the whole process of writing for her. Yeah, and it's interesting. It's our first podcast, I have to say. So we are not used to do it. It is just a new experience. And to talk on English is new too, but not totally. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Maybe the first and most important question for this episode, um, Lubina, how did you get a writer? Yeah, how do I get a writer? I have to say, I was born in the GDR. This was a socialistic part of Germany, and I grew up on a castle. But it was not just a dreamy castle like uh, with uh, when you have got this Walt Disney films. It was a very old building, and there were a lot of cows, a lot of chicken, and all these things. So it was a bit um, run down. Near this castle was a big park, and through this park I, I went every day, and year after year there were built dinosaurs. Yeah, so it was just a crazy, crazy place to grow up. I went a lot to books to have my inner world and this reading worlds to to went from this very realistic and very a bit harsh world. That that sounds really interesting. And it's um, very interesting for me about um, because of my work and how I work in, in helping children to find their stories as well. And, you know, to, to work out their difficulties through making stories and through play. And so it's very interesting because I did it myself and I've just heard you say that you did it. It was a kind of escape into the fantasy world that books and stories provide us with. And it gives us that kind of place of safety because we are contained within the story, yet we can explore quite horrific things sometimes, particularly in children's stories. There's many dangers, there's there's goodies and baddies and um so this idea that um that you you came to your your passion in life of writing through your own experience of using stories as a way to make sense of the world Yeah, escape is a very important word here the escape because Well, first I escaped to read books and after I escaped to write them because every time when I write, I really jump into the story and I'm in another world then and then the story is happening and I'm only describing it and then I come back to the real world, yeah. It's really interesting because uh, I hated reading when I was young and uh, to be honest, I just started with reading like uh, half a year ago. And 
I'm really into reading right now. I really love reading books. I mostly read nonfiction books, but the only books I read and my parents read, um, read, read to me were children's books. And actually, most of the children's books I, or Lubina and Dushan uh, read to me helped in this like development process um, for me and uh, for, for all the aspects that are important as a child. Yeah. And you found now your own way to have relation to books. But I have to say you listened a lot. That's for me interesting because you see now the change of generations. I don't know how it was in England. I will ask you after, Rachel, because when I grow up in the GDR, we only have this big, big black records to listen to it. And there was not so much. Maybe we had five of them at home. And when I was ill, I could listen to it or I could repeat it and repeat it. And that was it. So I was, I, I, my only chance was to read on my own. I don't know how it is in England. But books were very, you know, books are very important in, in childhood in the UK. Um, that we have a children's laureate. So, you know, a person who's responsible for, you know, for the, for putting new stories and new poems for children um, out there. And, um, and we have a book trust as well. And when my children were little, they, when they, when they started nursery school around the age of two or three, they would be given a little bag with books in as you know ah that's was, sweet it was yeah. almost like a rite of passage that they were able to kind of you know have their own little book bag and um and, and carry their books around <laughs> oh, that's sweet um yeah and i mean books have been a big part of my life as well and um my parents had a bookshop When I was when I was a child, oh really? Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, they they had a. Are <laughs> you are uh, in a paradise <laughs> or in a yeah? Um, and my husband and I, um, when we were when we first met at university, we started up a book market, and so we were selling books on a on a market, secondhand books and records, and um, and so my husband's business was was a record and book business. Ah, wow. very good. Oh, great, And great. then um, up until, I don't know, it must have been just before the late 1990s, I think, when the, the net book agreement kind of finished in the UK. And up until then, um, he, his book business was going well, but after that, it wasn't so good. Uh, it's interesting because Dushan and me dreamed a lot to be mm. a publisher, to be a publisher and to help people to publish the books. But we are mm -hmm. always have been together with this minority language. So it, interesting is now we are publishers. <laughs> yeah, just just in a different market. Yeah. And not just with the minority, but on the on the whole world. That's also an interesting aspect um, with this whole globalization and digitalization. Um, it's possible for us or for other publishers and other people 
um, to be present in the whole world. And it's a really nice thought that we can inspire kids in totally different languages and totally different areas on the world and that people are reading the books and maybe maybe other other content from other artists, whatever. And that such a thing is possible. It's it's actually really great, yeah. and it's kind of weird for me because I grew up with this with this uh, digital world, and it's it's nothing new to me. But this process is uh, great, I think. Yeah, and isn't it a good thought that children all over the world can all come to invite or to to explore this valley mm -hmm. by the river? In the same, yes, exactly. same uh, adventures. <laughs> yeah, there's a lovely equality about that, isn't it? Isn't there? It's, it's the leveling out and <laughs> making everything um, accessible to everyone. So I'm really interested about yes, your, just... your writing in your in your minority language. Can you tell me a bit more about that, Lubina? Yeah, in my little minority language is a very big need of good stories. And so I, what what is for me nice, I could really explore a lot of kinds of writing. So I do write song texts or audio stories or books or a lot of little stories. And this is so nice to, when I now see back and see all this, this is masses of creativity. Mm -hmm. That's very nice. <laughs> And I like to explore ideas which are coming mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. And my beginning, I think my first thing which I wrote was, was a poem. I started with poems like mm -hmm. many <laughs> was a poem, how I'm sitting on a cow because on the castle where I grew up, we were a lot of cows. And once I, I had the possibility <laughs> to do it. <laughs> and then there was in my minority language, a competition. Of, for young writers where I uh, went and what is very very important when you are a writer you need on your way people or they are teacher or they are author, authors too who are supporting you so I had really the luck I had two teachers one in German one in my language Aposobian which are really supporting and getting me a feedback, a good feedback. Normally you need more than a negative feedback. And when I studied, I had good, I had a very good friend. She worked on the radio station and she said to me, Lubina, write me some little audio stories for children. I need 20 of them in wow. a month. And then I always sit down and wrote and wrote. So I, so other people or other students worked in a coffee and I was writing. Yeah. Lovely. <laughs> so you need possibilities. Yes. Yeah, and you need to, yeah. um, to, to be able to respond to those opportunities when they, when they come up and when they arise. That's really interesting, Labina. And I guess I'm, I'm kind of interested in, in, in those, those opposites, the, the globalization thinking aspect of what we're doing now about kind of putting something out there that will kind of have a wide reach out into the world and you being very committed to writing in your own minority language so that that language is preserved 
and kept for future generations. And I guess they might be opposites, but the two can come together as well as, as that minority language is, is, becomes more known about because of your, your wanting to spread, I guess, and put yourself out there in the world. So I just think that was, that, that was just a lovely image yeah. that, I was, that came to me while you were talking. I think this is a very big point. It is, it, it is touching me because for me, it is important to support and to help my little language that new children have new stories, which they love and to grow up with it. But the other way is to go out mm. too. And what is, what was very important for me was the place where we met Rachel. We met yeah. on Tenerefa on a clowns course with Didier Dantois on the Teatro del Corazon. I think I can tell it to everybody and to uh, to invite everybody to do it because it opened me to the world. Mm. There I was, there I need to talk on English. This mm. is the one point. And the other point was I met you and I met other people from the world. Yeah, that's lovely, isn't it? It's about these, It's about the connections that you can make and... And, and in making those connections, again, you know, opening up opportunities, opening up the world a little bit wider um, for one another. And I think you're right, you know, you know people do need yeah. to know about, um, about Tenerife and Casa Saraswati. Yeah, and then you get new strongness mm. in you to mm. do new things. Or to hold. I, I need to say, if I wouldn't be there and to have all these experiences there, I wouldn't be able to hold the bigness of all this project. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That. So I think we will take... No, I you. was just going to say, <laughs> yes, that's that strength. And it's about being able to get in touch with the confidence that's inside you. And it's not that it's it's not there inside all of us. It, it is there. It's just, it's, it's sometimes it's difficult to, to access, to feel that it's there. Yeah. And I think this time we will put the link, huh, Dao Branco, we will put the link of the <laughs> Tenerife experience of the, of the Teatro del Corazon in the links down. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? That's a great idea. Okay, great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, dear listeners, I'm very happy that we had this interesting talk. I I heard a lot of new things too, and I'm always happy when I think about what happens or what happened, so I get a more clearer uh, view to the life and to the writing. I like to invite you. We'll be back with you soon, and I say to you, Bojimir. Zdravo, arrivederci, auf Wiederhören, <laughs> goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>